but we want to look at where impressions are being served, like the the percentage between all of them, right? Gotcha. Like we want to look at these identities in a Safari environment versus a Chrome environment. Is it still healthy? Are we looking at healthy numbers? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, iOS 14 is like another huge change. Um, yeah. So... Welcome to the Programmatic Digest podcast, where we cover top programmatic and digital news. I'm your host, Ellen Parker, your very own programmatic sensei. Thank you for joining us. And before we get into today's conversation, please do me those three small favors. Follow us on Apple iTunes and leave us a review. Like and comment on social media. We are currently on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and very soon to be on YouTube, y'all. Yay! And finally, sign up to the newsletter on the website, programmaticdigest.com. It sends you one reminder every new episode or once a month as a recap. Welcome to the Sunset's Corner, Rennie. How are you doing today? Hi, Ellen. I'm doing well. Well, the best I can be on a Monday, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is that is so true. And it's happy hour time. So I appreciate you making time for us. Of course. I'm a huge fan. I actually, um, so I started programmatic uh, back in lockdown, actually. I started my new job um, that that same week, that traumatizing week. Um, And I actually got mailed. Yeah, I got mailed my computer and I haven't met anybody in the office yet. Um, And ever since then, I was like, I need to like immerse myself in programmatic. So I went on Spotify and I just typed in all things programmatic. Yeah. And I just started following you. But yeah, I'm a big fan. Thank you so much for having me. I was super excited about this. Oh my gosh, that is so exciting. Yeah. And I'm so happy uh, you, you got to find a podcast and now you're here. Yay! I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I know you already told us a little bit about the last year, but how about you introduce yourself to us for those who don't know you yet? Sure. So my name is Rennie, born and raised in New York. I'm from Brooklyn. Um, and I got into digital advertising because of my family. My sister works in social. Oh, wow. Um, and my cousin, yeah, my cousin also works in social as well. And I was like, you know what? Let me try this out. And I absolutely loved it. Nice. Um, yeah, I work at Digitas um, under the Publicis umbrella. And um, I've been working there for a year now. Um, like I said before, since like lockdown. <laughs> um, but I just fell in love with programmatic. Um, I love the omni-channel buying. I love the cool buys. I love working with different different vendors. Um, like that excites me. And of course, the testing and learning part of it. Yeah, that's really mm-hmm. cool. I mean, how was that? Talk to us a little. I know you touched on it at the beginning of the call, but tell us how. So you said you haven't met anyone on your team. Well, physically met anyone on your team yet. How Correct. has that been for you? It was interesting, right? So like I I started, I think like the 16th, I think that's when New York actually locked down and um, the company was so supportive. They mailed me my computer and I was like, all right, this is, I got my second screen. I had one handy, like I couldn't believe that. Um, <laughs> and kudos to everybody who worked off of one screen that whole time because uh, I can't Like we need a minute of <laughs> silence for them because it's like, I have a friend who works on her Mac and she's been working in the industry for years, but she only works on Mac. And I know if she's listening, she knows I'm talking about her. But woo, I power to y'all. I I can't. I cannot. Like, I cannot, no. you know how many you know how many DSPs I have to have open, and <laughs> like, there's no way. But I, you know, thank God I had a second monitor handy, and yeah. I just like 
got to work, I started subscribing to all these like Digiday, the e-marketer, yeah, all these podcasts. Yeah, because you know what? Programmatic humbles you. Yeah. If you know something. It is. And then next week, you know, you read an article on like there's a change in the industry and you're just like, all right, now this. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's I think it's a good segue into today's conversation because um, I know offline when we chatted, you'd mentioned that. Well, I'm doing a test right now internally with the team, with a brand, an advertiser, and I automatically got intrigued, right? Um, I think this is the best thing I've ever heard. Like this industry humbles us. And that's one of the reasons why I started a podcast. I selfishly started a podcast because I wanted to like interview people like yourself, people like in all background about what they do, what they know, and just share it. Because sometimes like our industry is not good at and there's so many training. layers. Mm-hmm. So many. Like certain agencies that I've worked with, I ne- at least on a personal level, and this is a personal opinion, like some of the agency I've worked with would just train you on what they needed you for and not really see your person and advance the self-development. And so that was a big problem for my for me. So that's why I was like, all right, I'm going to start this podcast. Um, and And here we are. So I'm very grateful for the amount of guests and I'm super excited about the conversation today. So... Yes. So talk, let's lay, let's lay the ground, right? <clears throat> so we're going to talk today, I think we can consider and call it like a live case study um, of an advertiser or a brand that you're currently working on. And um, this is specifically testing third-party data, the strategy with third-party and without third-party data, right? So give us yes. like high level, high level <laughs> details. You, you know, like us media buyers, like we need like, like campaigns details, <laughs> like the parameters. So give us just enough. Of, I know you can't go too much in details, but just enough of to set the stage. Yeah, of course. So, you know, a big topic that's in the industry right now and the reason why everybody's going crazy on like what, what's, what's happening next um, is, you know, the deprecation of third party cookies. although. You know, Safari has already done it. You know, we, we already have our uh, browsers that have already done it. And, you know, we, we, we learned from that on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. But now we have now we have the big player, you mm-hmm. know, saying, you know what, we're going to do the same. So a big test that we're doing right now is, you know, we're testing out identities versus cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. What do you mean by identities? Like, what is the difference between identity and I guess cookies in this in this contest. So you know, cookies is what we've always been targeting right. before, right? Like we can even say like our BAU business as usual. Now identities come in um, when you know these companies, whether it's a DSP or mm-hmm. DMP, they're coming up with these a better way to one give user the option to consent to mm-hmm. track their data, something that's secure. And something that's transparent, mm-hmm. uh, but also track it where they have something that's like a device graph um, tracking, but without using personal information. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> so it's it's the identity, I guess, should be considered. Oh, I guess it's similar to what the Trade Desk is doing with um, the UID. The UID 2.0. Yeah, it's it's an identity that they they call it an identity versus a cookie because. Um, they are, um, I guess, 
no pun here, but identifying the user. Um, and I know that there are other there's other solutions out there or initiatives where they were need to hash email, use hash email, I believe. Correct. Um, so okay, so you're using identity. Can you share which partner or which vendor you're using it and then how you implemented it in your campaigns? Or rather, we're still talking about the campaign details actually. Did we cover that yet? Um, not yet. Well, we, okay, we can let's do that there. Okay. So I would say, so we're working and I, I can be transparent about this. I think this okay. is one of the players that um, are integrated with a lot of the DSPs. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, yeah, and like they're like ready for testing because remember, we're all trying to figure it out still. For sure, yeah. There's still final details that, you know, are, are needed to, to be settled um, within these quote unquote walled gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, because now, you know, we, we are seeing that like everybody is coming up with their own identity solution. Um, but the great thing is that they're, you know, the, it's like a, it's like a group eff- effort at this point. Mm, yeah. um, so we are all effort. Right. <laughs> that was shade. Okay. I'm being shady. All right. Whatever. Call me petty <laughs> if you want to, but I'm being shady. <laughs> but sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so we are working with LiveRamp. Um, okay. Oh yeah. And their yeah. solution is called IDLs, Identity Link. Um, and it's all over the internet. Like you can read on about it, but they, they've been ready for testing for a while now. So, you know, we, we picked them. Um, so what I would suggest uh, to anybody who is, you know, who wants to test or who's looking to test is, um, you know, pick a brand that has a healthy amount of CRM data. Okay. And, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, one, it's accurate, right? Um, yeah. it, the user is signing up for something, maybe for a service or for a product. They're kind of consenting to that, right? They're like, here's yeah. my email. Here's my yep. name. And and this is like something that I'm interested in, whether it's a CPG brand or like a product. Um, so what we do is, you know, you, we would split up these audiences, right? 50-50 cookie versus identities. Using so that, that it. Per, correct. So like the cookie would be like the BAU, like the, the way that we've always been targeting uh, th- this specific audience. Okay. And then now... Now we're using that CRM data and we're matching it to identities. So we definitely want to split that up into either two line items, two ad groups, and you know the DSP of your of your choosing or of your liking. Um, and we want to make sure the that all the pre-bid filters are the same. All of them are the same. So you basically set up two identical campaigns or ad group or line items, depending Correct. on the DSP that you're running. But the only thing that differs is literally just the audience. Correct. Got it. Got it. Okay. So um, all your pre-bid filters, like your base bid, your viewability settings, um, your frequency, it should all be the same. Okay. Now, let's take a step back. So I don't want to dive into CPMs, right? Because this is the first time that we're bidding on identities, right? Yeah. We just want to test the pipes. We want to see, you know, is this working? You know, like, let, let's just learn from this. Um, but let's take a step back. Let's not put benchmarks right now because this is, like I said, this is the first time ever where we're testing, we're bidding on, on these. Let's see how it works. And let's look at the reach and frequency. I think that is important. Okay. And then we can talk about CPMs later, you know, later in the year, maybe second half of the year. Right. Um, but um, that that is important, right? To like approach this test as a, you know, how can I do it in the DSP and is it working and and what data do I need um, to measure its success, but not in a way where I'm, I'm setting the benchmarks. It's more mm-hmm. like, 
let me learn from this. Yeah, I get it. Uh, the cost might increase. Uh, the cost per uh, thousand impression might increase. Um, I mean, it makes sense to me. Like, I'm a big, um, I'm a big supporter of conversion based strategy. Or I know that every campaigns have some level of awareness strategy, but ultimately having that objective, that conversion that we can report on that is outside of like a cost per something, unless it's like a cost per lead or cost per acquisition, that makes sense. But having like um, a CPM goal is to me, maybe not the best use of the programmatic technology that we have at hand. Um, but I understand that certain clients operates based on that cost per. So I think it's a really great point that you're bringing in like, okay, well, we're going to look at everything including CPMs, but CPM should not determine the success of the results or the success of the test. Correct. Um, Something else, like aside from reach, we should look at is where these impressions are being served, right? Okay. What what ad environment and browser. Gotcha. So I was going to ask you that. So you said you're, okay, so everything looks the same except the audiences, including the message, including like the targeting details, um, the parameters. But are you breaking out Safari out? Are you breaking out Chrome out? Um, how are you doing it? Like in terms of uh, device targeting or even like ad environment targeting? So we're not breaking it out. We're targeting all of them across both line items or ad groups. But we want to look at where impressions are being served, like the the percentage between all of them, right? Gotcha. Like we want to look at these identities in a Safari environment versus a Chrome environment. Is it still healthy? Are we looking at healthy numbers? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, iOS 14 is like another huge change. Um, so... <laughs> sure <is>. I can't. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> you so, were laughing for the same thing. Like, it sure is. But anyway. <laughs> so we definitely want to look at the dis- like the distribution and impressions. Like, mm-hmm. are, are we still seeing healthy numbers here? Okay. Um, and obviously, like it still hasn't been released just yet, but looking at it now, observing it now, observing it again after it does come out, it's like super important. Got it. So, all right. So you're testing it right now before we lose cookies. Um, can you tell us about, okay, so what industry is the test in? Because I do think that seasonality might affect uh, some of the results. Like if it's... um. I don't know if it's like an education client, then uh, we're getting into the summer month and maybe that, uh, that might affect like application rate, for instance, versus a, um, a product-based client or e-commerce, which might be more of an evergreen need to serve all year long with the exception of like the newest line, if it's a closing line, for instance. So can you tell us a little bit more details about the industry that you are testing in? And also, um, like if there's like any geographical uh, restrictions, I think that would be important as well. Sure. So I would definitely say um, the brands that I work on, it's um, CPG. Mm-hmm. And um, they're definitely in season right now. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're definitely in season right now. And uh, we're kind of treating as like a tempo moment. Um, but it, it's it's we're in season for, for these brands. Okay. So you, yeah, I think you told me that you've been running this test for about a month, right? Or has it been about a couple months now? So I ran one, so 
the two brands that I'm working on, I ran one in Q1, which we just okay. closed out. And then we're running another one in, for the other brand in Q2. And I want to talk about the, the differences and how we um, actually executed those. Okay. Tell us. So I would say in Q1, we narrowed everything down to just working with one SSP across both um, line items or ad groups. One SSP? Yeah, yeah, yep. Was, can you share who it was? Was it Google? Oh, no. <laughs> Not so them. Funny. I was hoping, I was hoping you won't do that. Okay. It was an SSP that was um, ideal enabled. So like they have inventory, like the publishers that they work with um, uh, have, yeah, yeah. Like they're ideal no enabled. Okay. Yeah. That's so, okay. right, right. So what we did for like the identity ad group, we made sure that we have like a, we set up a deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- which we only targeted that deal. And then for the cookie ad group, we only targeted the sites that were identity enabled, the okay. publishers that were identity enabled. Okay. okay so, so that's like a true AB where we are targeting, you know, we have the same pre-bid filters, but we are also targeting the same inventory. Okay. But aren't you afraid? And maybe that's a, maybe not a relevant question, but aren't we beating against each other? So, you know, that that was one a point that was brought up. Um, but being that, you know, we had transparency into like what sites it was. Um, and, you know, being that the ad group with the identities will only bid on identities and then the ones with cookie will only bid on cookies. Like we were just um, confident that we were going to get a good read on, on this test. Okay. So if there was uh, overlap, then it would be small percentage. Basically. Correct. Correct. Got it. Okay. So we ran that test during Q1. So what what can you tell us about the results or even like optimization challenges? Like what should we expect? Yeah. I mean, I feel like the first week of like any programmatic campaign, it's yeah. like it always feels like, oh my God, it's under fire. It's not spending. And it's just <laughs> like I, I would say like, like I said, keep an open mind and don't be afraid to relax certain pre-bid filters like frequency or viewability just so that you can get you, you can get that scale um to, to just reach or try to reach more um or try to like increase the impressions there got it got it and um all right so so pacing may have been did the id campaign i won't go i'm calling call it, call it the library campaign did the library campaign um perform better or worse than the third party cookie and why? The million dollar question here. Yeah, that that is. I don't. Okay, so let me break it down. So yeah. I know I, I can't understand why it's a hard question. Um, when we look at the CPG goal of the campaign, what was that ultimate goal? Uh, increase of product purchases, I would assume? No. The... Awareness, reach. Ultimately, it's reach mm-hmm. and unique okay. reach. Unique reach. Okay. So yeah. which one of the campaigns came closer to that goal? So we're still grabbing our data because it was really difficult to get that um, being that, you know, we didn't know where the data lived, like where the log files and, and, and the, the device graph lived. So we're still kind of getting everything together. But what we do know is that um, the identity ad group was more efficient. 
Okay. Cost-wise efficient, frequency, incremental reach efficient. Okay. Okay. So that gives us a little hopes and excitement because um, this whole industry, basically, (laughs) this whole industry, I'm going to say this blank general statement, probably use third-party cookies more than we should have. So I have clients that even I still, I still recommend some clients to test third-party cookies, but I'm looking at partners and vendors and other solutions. And so I'll definitely take a look at LiveRamp here, but I think it's very interesting that you all are leading the way in terms of like testing. Like I had um, Nashant Desai from Zaxis on one of the episodes and he he suggested testing, um, like using Safari as a test ground, as you mentioned, because we're not tracking conversion on there as a day or so. Um, can't remember exactly it. So is that something, to what is, what's your opinion on that? Is that something you would go back and say, hey, let's go ahead and, and test on, on Safari versus Chrome and see how it is? Or is that something you can share with us? The, when you look at the, uh, the ad environment or the device environment, have you seen an uplift in certain devices? If so, what type of like changes or what type of like noticing lift can you share with us? Yeah, I mean, well, I will say this. Mm -hmm. Um, When I did pull results, like when I looked at impressions, like per environment or site, I was very surprised that there was a lot of scale in Chrome and also in Apple devices. Like there was still scale there um, Mm -hmm. where we thought like, you know, it was going to be like very low, but we're happy to to see that. Um, but like I said, things are changing and consents will, you know, consent notices will be going out. And ultimately, you know, all of these identity solutions are great, but it's up to the user to say yes to, to that message. And that's both on, you know, mobile and also on desktop. Yeah. And I think that's why IDFA is, was like, I mean, we knew something was coming, but that up, that update was still like, oh, dang, another thing that's going to happen to us. Uh, well, to us, so melodramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I mean, oh man, I think we all have so many questions, and I know that this is still a test. So let's reset the room. Reset the room like we're on Clubhouse. Um, so for those who are listening, Renny is testing a CPG client um, with. Um, testing two types of campaign, one third-party cookie campaign. And then she is working with a big, big partner in the industry, LiveRamp, and utilizing their identity graph to target almost the same people as the third-party cookies and seeing the test results. So the ultimate goal was, I'm going to say reach, because it's it's a test, it's an analysis. So you're going to have to test, benchmark, Trend and implement. But the biggest thing I think we can pull out of the conversation is that we need to remember that everything has to be identical if we want to make any tests, right? So you mentioned that everything but the audience is identical. I think I want to highlight that again because oftentimes clients come to us and say, I want to A-B test this, but then I want to A-B test with this message going to this landing page with this audience and at that point, it's not an A-B test. At that point, it's a, new t- it's a new tactic. So if you're testing anything, it has to be as identical as possible. 
I think another thing I wanted to highlight was the fact that we are still seeing scale in Chrome and Apple devices, right? Um, and did you talk about performance between the two? No, not yet. So you didn't tell us anything yet about performance, even though, so you tested that in Q1. What changes have you implemented in Q2 based on your Q1 uh, test? So that, that, that's the second point, right? Because we we kind of approached it differently in Q2 where- Oh, wow, okay. We're not, yeah, we're not working with just one SSP. We're actually working on like with multiple SSPs that are um, IDL enabled or have publishers that are IDL enabled mm -hmm. um, to open up that scale there. Okay. Um, so I sense that there were maybe on the pacing on the, the spend, spend wise because of scale. Um, not so much. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, it, it's been in full, but we also didn't carve out, you know, a million dollars for it either. Like, you yeah, know, right, th this right. was this was testing the pipes um, and, you know, putting something on on the media plan saying, you know, this is how we're getting ready for 2022. Wow. OK, that's great. I, I mean, that's a bar right there. We need to get ready for 2022. And um, testing now is the best way to do it because we do have that. Um, we still have access to third-party cookies. And I guess last question before we close, which I just had and then I forgot. Mm. Okay, so you're testing different SSPs. Were you only testing that one SSP in the third-party cookie, cookie audience? I mean, campaign? So in the third-party cookie um, campaign or ad group, uh, what we did was we got a list of sites um, under that SSP that are ideal enabled, but the cookies still live in that environment. Yep. But we just targeted those sites only um, okay. because that essentially would have been passed back in the deal ID in the other um, identity ad group. Wait, sorry, sorry, say that again. I'm not following because my brain. Sure. No, <laughs> no, of course. So, so you <laughs> break it out for me as the listener. I like to blame the lesson, listener, but in all reality, it's for me. So, <laughs> so basically, um, so the, there's two ad groups, right? Um, yeah. One is going to be third-party cookie, and then the other one is going to be identity. Okay. So um, we only worked with one SSP, and they they sent back a deal ID. Okay. Yep. Okay. That that had all of the inventory that was IDL enabled. Um, and I said, well. I want to make sure that I'm targeting that that same inventory mm -hmm. and not nothing more or nothing less. Um, that same one. So they sent back a list and of browsers. Publishers and correct, sites. correct. Oh, uh, you know, you just had to break it out for me. But I get in now. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because you did mm -hmm. mention that everything had to be identical. So if it's like a deal ID, which will be like considered like a PMP deal at that point. On the yeah. other hand, you'll have to reduce your selection. Makes sense. Okay, makes sense. Exactly right because. And the reason why is because let, let's say if we were to just to target that specific SSP, then they would just give us all inventory, which was cookie enabled since when? Like since, <laughs> since 1994. <laughs> okay, I'm not the only one being shady at 1994. You know what? I said that too all the time, like 10 years, 10-year-old uh, uh, cookies. I used to say that all the time. Um, but that's real. That's real. Some of the publishers and SSPs out there are not very good at that. Let it go here. But um, wow, that's a great point. Um, 
I wish we can continue the conversation, but I'd have to let's move on to our closing segment where I like to ask uh, a couple personal questions. So what are three fun facts about yourself? Three fun facts about myself. Okay, so I love trying new food. Good, okay. Um, I would say that like I'm a big foodie. Um, mm-hmm. I miss going out to eat after work. <laughs> Hopefully that, that will come soon, but um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of hot um, I love spicy food. So yeah, I'm big on that. Okay. Um, another fun fact, I love to learn different languages. Um, nice. Yeah, like I know Spanish. I know some words in Italian. Chinese is another like language that I've been heavily trying to like learn, but love learning different languages and also Greek too, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so a few months from now or maybe next month from now when you we have you back, we would expect you to be fully fluent in Chinese. Got it. Got it. Okay. Got it. You heard it here first, guys. Yes. Hold me to that, please. I, I love <laughs> accountability here. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, okay, so one last one. One last fun fact. So that was two. Booty, multi-language interests. Um, okay. This, you know, you really don't know yourself until somebody asks you about yourself. This is interesting. Okay, I got to dig deep in here. Um. Yeah, I'm just a big outdoors person. I love hiking. I just mm-hmm. love being uh, outdoors. Um, hate being cooped up. So imagine how difficult the whole yeah. 2020 has been for me. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I cannot yeah. imagine. Um, I was working from home before that, but I mean, we still go outside our door. You know, we want to. Yeah. I was now. It's like now that it's been taken away, you miss it even more. Right. Right. I know that right. there's a saying that says. Um, you don't know what you've missed until you've lost it, I think, something like that. So yep. um, so yeah, that's how I feel about <laughs> that's how I feel about the coffee shop I used to go to work at. Um, they don't even have table inside, so it's not like I can sneak in. Yeah. Like, like remove table on the completely on the inside to make sure um they're there. But um all right. And so for anyone out there that's starting in the industry, what is one advice you can give them? I love this question because I always say, you know, I mean, starting out, you know, working from home in a new industry like programmatic mm-hmm. and getting bombarded with that whole ecosystem chart and you're just like, <laughs> what is going on here? You're talking about here? the <laughs> <laughs> ah, That is like, I have a friend that randomly would G-chat me during the day. Like, what is that one chart you showed me a few years ago? I'm like, here you go, but here's the updated one. She's like, oh, yeah, thank you. It's terrible. Terrible. (laughs) I would say, you know, Google's your best friend, one. And two, like, do, like, the information is there. Do your research and ask as many questions as you can. Like, no question is stupid. Um, Yeah, like, just trust that um, it's okay not to know everything or know how things work in the back end. But as long as you, Try your best to just try to understand things and put things together. Um, you know, I think that'll all work out for you. That's a great way to end. What a that's a powerful way to end this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you, and we'll definitely have you back because we want to learn more about that second that Q two test. For sure, for sure, I would be more than happy to come back. Thank you so much for having me. Yay! 
Thank you so much for joining the conversation, and we hope you enjoyed it. Please do us three small favors. Follow us on Apple iTunes and leave us a review. Like and comment on all social media. Sign up to our newsletter on the website, programmaticdigest.com, which sends you one reminder every new episode or once a month as a recap. For any articles, topics, and the guest information, you can find it in the show notes on our website, programmaticdigest.com. Thank you and stay curious, my friend. 